We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another Lineup HQ Breakdown video here on Roto Grinders. Happy to be with you. Uh, usually we're talking Sunday Night Football in these videos, but we've got a three-game Christmas Day slate uh, for you. So we'll just break down the whole Sunday slate here in this little video. Uh, we're offering these now for free on our YouTube channel as well. So if you're checking us out for the first time, welcome. Merry Christmas to everybody. And uh, uh, I'm Justin Van Zuden, STL Cardinals 84. I have Tim Buell alongside me. Tim, happy holidays. How you doing? Good, Justin. Happy holidays to you and happy holidays to all of our listeners. I'm, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a great weekend for sports. It's uh, definitely busy time with family, but, you know, also got to sneak in that, uh, you know, some sports action in there also. So I'm looking forward to today and tomorrow also. Yeah, big NBA slate uh, always on Christmas as well. So should be plenty of sports uh, to keep us occupied here on this uh, holiday. And uh, as I mentioned, they're doing the main NFL slate today as we're taping this on Saturday. But uh, three games for us on Sunday uh, offers a, a fairly interesting slate, I would say, for uh, for Sunday. So uh, we can kind of go through a build. I've got DraftKings up. Uh, we'll get that up on the screen share here to start. And we can touch on FanDuel as well. Usually we try to knock these out in about a half an hour or so. Uh, and with three games, that uh, should be pretty easy to do. Uh, and what's weird is on the Saturday slate, we have all sorts of these cold weather games. You know, 10 degrees, negative wind chills, problems everywhere with weather. Uh, but we don't really have that on uh, on the Sunday slate. It, it's, you know, we got a game in Miami, we got a game in L.A., we got a game in Arizona. So uh, shouldn't have to worry too much about the weather. Uh, we've got uh, a 50-point total in Miami. Uh, Denver and L.A. a low total because both of those offenses are terrible. And then a fairly low total in Arizona as well because we have three of these six teams basically have been rolling backup quarterbacks of late. Uh, seems like Russell Wilson might play for Denver, but uh, you can argue as to whether or not he is uh, backup quality these days too. So 
uh, just in general before we can we can break it down by position here. But how do you see these games playing out? I mean, it seems to me like the Miami game will be the one uh, that gets targeted the most heavily for sure. Yeah, so I definitely want exposure to this game. I want a lot of exposure to this game. How, how I want to do that, I'm not exactly sure because, you know, it's like Green Bay is so bad against the rush. Like, I want to play Mostert, but now he's priced up. And then, of course, we have the whole Tyreek issue as he's the best skill position player on the slate. And he's also going to be the highest owned, and I think he's the most expensive. So, you know, I think the two uh, Tyreek, you know, combo is going to be popular, and it could very well end up being the optimal play. But it's tough because I'd rather attack Green Bay on the ground. So I don't know. I mean, it's tough because I'm, I'm kind of considering Aaron Rodgers um, as, you know, they have a 23-point total, which is right, on, right, you know, it's tied for second on the whole slate. So I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking Aaron Rodgers, um, Aaron Rodgers or Tua I think would be my favorite of of the of the slate. Yeah, and that's going to be pretty common. I think you know uh, Rodgers is pretty affordable here. We look on DraftKings at 5900. Uh, Tua is 7K, but of course back at home he does have the highest projection. Uh, We've got Brady in there as well, and then we've got Wilson, Mayfield, McSorley kind of bringing up the rear. Uh, And we can mess with how this works in a build salary-wise, but um, I'm kind of with you on Tua and Rodgers. What do you make of Brady? What do we make of Tampa Bay here? Obviously an offense that has disappointed uh, over the course of the year, and uh, where do we see the the Bucks falling here on this slate? Certainly can see getting exposure to them, but not a ton. Um, You know, we know that Brady loves loves to throw, but I don't really have much faith in him at this point to really like break a slate, if that makes sense. Like I could see him having success, but not necessarily a huge ceiling. So uh, he's kind of tough for me. I think, you know, honestly, I mean, I have no interest in Wilson, no interest in McSorley, no interest in Mayfield. So then I gotta. I think that I would say Aaron Rodgers is one, two or two, Brady three for me in terms of my interest level. I've got no problems with that approach myself. Uh, probably how I would rank them as well. Let's see. Um, you know, let's throw Rodgers in this build and just see as far as salary goes how it works. If we end up with enough salary to get up to two, maybe we can pivot up. Uh, but as we kind of just start to work through a build here, I like to start with the cheapest guys at the the respective positions that are viable. So we'll go with Rodgers here, and then we'll move on to running back. You mentioned Green Bay has struggled against the run. You've got Mostert. Uh, James Conner has basically been playing every snap for Arizona. You've got the Green Bay guys. Sounds like Jones and Dillon are both going to be cleared to go this week. Uh, You've got Fournette back in the mix for Tampa Bay. Cam Akers has been getting more work of late. He's really cheap on DraftKings at 5,200. How do you see prioritizing the running back plays here? Well, if we're going to put Aaron Rodgers in, I'm definitely putting most of it in, like 100% that team. Uh, let's start by, you know, getting exposure to that uh, Green Bay rush defense, which I think can be exploited pretty easily in this matchup. So I think Mostert would be my next guy in. Um, then we could do, um, I think, 
I mean, I don't mind acres, but I think I, I think I'd prefer, um, I think I'd prefer maybe even Aaron Jones. I, I got to see what how many like wide receivers we want from yeah. Bay. So, but I mean, just don't rule out doing an Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers type build, which yeah. I don't think is going to be that high owned. Even though I know that they're both coming in with that, you know, a lot of aggregate ownership, but playing them together might. I don't know how many people are going to play those two together. So it's just an idea for GPPs. Um, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play Rogers and Dylan together, though. Yeah, I won't be doing that either. I'm going to plug Connor into this lineup for now. He projects as our highest fantasy point running yeah. back. Um, yep. he, he's pretty safe for sure. I mean, given that obviously they're working on a third string quarterback, but you look since he came back, he's had 16, 15, 25, 14, 21 carries. He's getting some work in the passing game as well. So that prevents us from having to use Jones and Connor or excuse me, Jones and Rogers together. Certainly think it's fine, uh, but we'll put Connor in this build for now. Again, go with the cheaper player. Um, I, I just think the way he's been playing super steady, uh, we'll throw him in there for now. So, uh, all right. So let's move to uh, receiver. We won't fill out all the spots in this lineup, but we'll fill out. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll fill out two of the receivers here and see uh, where we get. But if we sort by projected ownership, you mentioned it, Hill, the highest price guy, and also the highest owned guy. But uh, he's been uh, pretty pretty tough to stop. And you look at that kind of ridiculous target share on a weekly basis. It's hard to uh, to pass on that. So. Uh, you think we need to find a way to get uh, Hill in our lineups here? Uh, what I would do if I was making this team is first I'd try to find kind of like which um, cheap Packer wide receiver to go to. Like, do I want Alan Lazar? Do I want Christian Watson? Something like that. See how much salary I have left, you know, and then and then kind of because I want someone to be paired with Rodgers, you know, like I want. I don't want to just play him naked. So I think that maybe let's plug in Watson um, and then see when we let's put in Hill and let's see if that's even possible. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it is, you know, it gives you 4,000 per player. You're not spending a tight end. Um, You know, you get a defense, right? Tampa's defense is cheap. Plug a cheap tight end in there. Um, do you have a preference? Like tight end is so bad in the NFL these days. Here are our options. The rosterable options are Dulcich, Higby, K. Dotton, Tanyan, Gesicki, who went like three weeks without a catch. And he's like 14% owned. Trey McBride with a third string quarterback at the helm for Arizona. All these guys are between 3,200 and 4,100. Um, they've basically either got low target share or a crappy quarterback throwing to them. So, uh, blind darts, I guess. Dulcich and Higby are, are the highest projected, but frankly, you know, it's going to come down to if one of these guys scores a touchdown, they're probably going to be the highest scoring at the position. That's what a tight end slate is these days. So, do you have a, a hot take here? Uh, I don't want. I don't want to spend that much on Higby. I'd rather spend if I'm going to go on the higher tier. I'd rather go Dulcich. Um, I also don't mind Kate Otten. I think those. I think it would come down to K. Dotton or Dolchich for me. You could always with this team double stack with Tanya too. That's another interesting way to go about it. I, I mean, you know, l- listen to what Vegas is telling us with this game. This this game is going to be the game that's going to be. It's the highest total game. The other two games don't even have a total 
at, at 40, and this one's pushing 50. So uh, if you find yourself like getting more and more pieces of this game, I really have no issue with it. Um, it's it's the best game on the slate. Yeah, I've got no problem with it too, and I think it's doable. So you mentioned, you know, it is tough to fit Hill into a lineup, but we got 4,600 for two spots, and you can use that uh, to to try to finagle through, uh, you know, a cheap wide receiver. You got a 2-2 Atwell is going to get some ownership. If Sutton goes, he'll get some ownership. Uh, Judy isn't all that expensive. You know, Van Jefferson, somebody's got to catch some balls for the Rams. So uh, you can you can roll these guys in there. Um I think Atwell is probably going to be the chalk. Uh, and then, you know, you can round out your lineup that way. So I and guess you, just go ahead. Yeah, if you find your, if you find yourself kind of like, you know, not liking what you have left over with that build that we just had, don't go. I mean, I wouldn't be scared on a three game slate to go down to Jalen Waddle instead of Hill. You know, uh, it's not, you know, I know that there's a big difference in terms of production, but, Waddle is a very, very, very strong play. So it's not like you're it's, – it's it's certainly you're going to get a lot of leverage on the field too. So I, if you really don't like, you know, leaving yourself only like 4,600 bucks, go down, go down from Hill to Waddle, and, you know, you might be able to find another position player that you like. Yeah, that gives you 5,500, so a little bit more flexibility where maybe you could get a Mike Evans in there as well. All depends, I guess, on how much you feel like you need to prioritize Hill. And frankly, on a three-game slate at that ownership, you know, there is some leverage uh, in GPPs if Waddle is the guy that at least, you know, matches Hill in terms of production. And that's really all you would need with Waddle being 1800 cheaper um, to, to be able to make that lineup work. So uh, I think it's definitely a viable path for sure. And, uh, you know, another way would be, Right, if you don't want to spend up at running back, if you wanted to get Cam Akers in there, you know, all of a sudden that leaves you back at that 5,500 salary as well. So you're gonna have to put a, a punt in your roster that you probably feel uncomfortable with, uh, but it, it's certainly a a strategy that uh, that makes sense here uh, in order to get you know if you want to get Tyreek in your lineup or you want to get. Uh, to a, at quarterback, you are going to have to find some value in other spots. And just keep in, uh, you know, keep in mind the Latavius Murray news too. Like I, I don't know if he's like 100% going to be playing, um, but that could make that could make a pretty significant difference. I don't know if I don't know what his practice status has been, but uh, it's something it's something to keep an eye out for sure. And let me see if I can grab that. And obviously here we're. A day in advance of kickoff. So uh, let's see. DNP Thursday due to precautionary reasons with the cold weather uh, and uh, was back uh, at practice on Friday. It doesn't say whether it's a full practice or limited, but uh, I would say he's probably more towards the the probable side if that designation still exists. I only knew about the Thursday one where he didn't practice, so I started getting a little bit concerned. It says that they had to practice on turf on Thursday, so they held him out because they were indoors. So Mm -hmm. seems like he's a go if – you know, if you want to go that route. So I think he's fine there as well as acres at the running back spots. All right. I know uh, this is a little bit of a weird slate compared to normal because it, uh, we're doing this video while these Saturday games are going on. 
I'm not sure how many folks are, are watching us live. A lot of people probably watching us on playback. But if you are watching us live, uh, if you do want to ask a question, you can throw it in the Roto Grinders Discord. We are in the NFL channel. So if you are a premium subscriber, we can prioritize your question. You can put that in the just the NFL channel, not the NFL crunch time, not the live stream chat, just the NFL channel. Uh, and we'll take your questions in there. Or if you are watching us live on YouTube and you have a question, uh, you can uh, you can throw it in there and we will uh, grab that here before we wrap it up. So anybody else, uh, not necessarily even in terms of this individual build that we just did on the side there, but uh, any other plays, um, maybe some of these, you know, cheaper receivers that uh, that you're interested in that maybe we haven't talked about yet? Not a lot. Um, I know that Aaron Rodgers really like, likes Randall Cobb, but I just know that his target share has not been that good this season, and he was hurt for a lot of the year. And then also some of these Tampa Bay guys like Russell Gage uh, that – to me, they're they're definitely worth being in like a, a twenty max player pool to get off of some of that Atwell chop. Like Tutu Atwell is gonna be really, really popular because he plays a ton of snaps and he's super, super cheap. That's chalk that is very, very fragile, in my opinion. So if you want to kind of just pivot away from that, I think that makes a lot of sense in a large field setting. Yeah, I definitely don't mind that in tournaments. And even if, I mean, the Rams, like we say, they got to throw it to somebody. So, you know, yeah, you could go to one of their other secondary guys if you wanted to or play Akers um, and and don't play too, too at well. But obviously a guy that, you know, decent point per dollar projection at that price, but uh, pretty low floor as well, given the uh, 36 I think, total. In I think game, Van so. Jefferson, Van Jefferson's like $4,100. And I think he's going to be lower yeah, owned. Yep, I'd rather yep. I'd I'd rather play Van Jefferson, to be honest with you. Um, just straight straight up, you know, find the five hundred bucks. Uh, maybe just pivot pivot away and get to like a cheaper defense or something like that. You know, like I, that to me. I mean, I'm not a huge like bet on talent guy, but I I just think Van Jefferson's a way more talented just receiver. So I'd much rather pay play play him if he's going to be lower on. Yeah, and obviously we saw him get the big touchdown in the first game that Baker Mayfield played for the Rams uh, in their uh, come-from-behind win over the Raiders. So we know that that uh, you know potential is there. Um, and he did, again, nobody really did anything but uh, last week, but he did outscore Atwell, had just one catch for 10 yards, and, and Van Jefferson caught both of his targets last week for 32 yards. It was a game where, I mean, the Rams didn't have the ball very much, and it was cold and and they didn't throw the ball they only threw it 21 times so not a whole lot we could take away from that but i do agree just in general uh you'd expect jefferson to uh to be the better player in the long run all right let's pivot over to FanDuel here and see if we can't find any differences uh, in the salaries load up the Sunday slate here. So many slates this week. Got to scroll down to find it. There we go. We are taping this in the early afternoon hours, uh, kind of while the Saturday games are going on. Looks like the Bills have come from behind. They take the lead on the Bears. 
Uh, Bengals blowing out the Patriots. Panthers up 31-7 to on the Lions. The Panthers that's could still crazy. win the NFC South. I know. That's so crazy to me. The, this, is a huge, this is a huge game for the Bucs and Brady tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if the, if the yeah. Bucs lose, they're tied for first place at 6-9, and nine, which assuming the Panthers don't blow a 31-7 to seven lead, which they could. Uh, but uh, Foreman having a big game for, uh, for the Panthers there uh, to give them that 31-7 to seven lead. Uh, let's see what else do we got? Uh, Texans just took the lead on the Titans 10 to seven. So that's, if you're a Jaguars fan, uh, you'd be rooting for that upset there. Uh, sorry to all the, uh, Titans fans up at, uh, Roto-Grinders headquarters there. It's uh, been a tough second half of the year for them. And of course their quarterback going down, uh, is not going to help matters. All right. Uh, FanDuel opened up here. Not a whole lot of differences in the pricing at quarterback. It's Tua and then Brady and then Rodgers, just like it was on DK. Uh, they're yep. not getting maybe quite as much of a discount on Rodgers. Um, let's just see where it goes with him in there. Like if we tried to build, what I like to do is, let, hey, let's build the same type of lineup we had on DraftKings. Connor, Mostert, Hill. Um, you know, we had Watson in there, and he's more expensive on FanDuel. You get your cheap tight end in there. Uh, you get your defense in there. I think I had Tampa on the last one. So you got 5,200 per player, uh, and you're basically at the same, you know, Atwell's 5,400. Um, you're going to see a similar type of lineup, I think. There's not a whole lot of pricing differences. Like Hill is 9K on DraftKings. He's 9,200 on FanDuel. Um, outside of, you know, Watson maybe being a little bit more expensive, like Watson and Lazard, there is a pretty big price gap between them. Suppose that'd be one conversation to have. Like, yep. do you prefer Lazard then on FanDuel where there's a $1,300 pricing gap? Yeah, I think that's completely fine. Um, you know, I'm not completely sold Watson, Lazard either way. So if I can get some savings, I'm completely fine with, with Lazard. Yeah, and then that um, opens up a little bit more salary for you to to sneak in those last couple of spots. You know, again, maybe you can get an Evans in there. Uh, you'd have to punt that final spot, but that does tend to work pretty well. Yeah. Anything else you see as far as differences on FanDuel and DraftKings? Really, not a whole lot. Not not a whole lot. It seems like that you can build like if you want to go a certain way, you can build it on both sites. Um, most it seems a little bit more expensive on FanDuel. Um, but I still think it's an excellent matchup and, you know, I'd, I'd much rather get up to him. Like I prefer him over Murray. I prefer him over the cheaper, cheaper Cam Akers. I prefer him over Rashad White, AJ Dillon. So, I mean, it's like, I, I see no, I see no reason not to, not to roster him. So I, 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 uh, I kind of like the same, the same build same things apply really yeah it, it <clears throat> works out pretty well for sure um and, and i think uh, that's kind of how i will approach it as well uh, again i i'm under uh the field on you can see in these bills we really didn't put a lot of tampa guys in there i mean look it's just not there for brady anymore and i, I think in general this this team is a little bit overrated um i mean it, look at the game logs like the last time Tom Brady put up 20 points was October 2nd. It's like week four or five, one of those weeks. Uh, but since then, like 18, 12, 18, 18, 17, 15, 17, 12, 14, like 
Brady just hasn't been putting up the numbers, and this offense has really struggled. And this is going to be a game where you know Arizona is going to give the ball to James Conner. They're not going to want to rely on McSorley to make plays. They're going to try to slow the game down. And, you know, I just don't see this being a ceiling spot for Brady. He really hasn't had one all year uh, since that game against the Chiefs where, you know, he threw it 52 times. And he's even had games in there, uh, 58 pass attempts here, 54 here, 55 here, you know, because they've been falling behind in games. uh, But he's been turning the ball over and is just not the same guy anymore. So I am definitely underweight on Tampa offensively. Uh, it's even more relevant if you're playing like the showdown slate for just that game tomorrow night. But, um, you know, I, I don't I mean, mind Fournette, but it's just tough to bank on the Tampa offense these days. And I think they're going to be over-owned here. Right. I'll, I'll say that if if Brady's really going to be 12% higher owned than Aaron Rodgers or 3% lower than Tua, then no thanks. Like if, if our current projected ownership for FanDuel quarterbacks holds true, then I'm I have really no interest in Brady. I'd rather I'd rather get some leverage on the field and go with Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather pay up for a way better spot uh, with Tua. So for me, like like if Rodgers was going to be 27 percent owned and Brady was going to be 15 or 13 or something like that, I'd have a lot more interest. But the, that much of the field is going to have have Brady then. I'm going to take a very, very, very bearish stand on him. All right. Uh, With that, I think we've kind of covered everything. I don't see any questions. Uh, Again, you know, most weeks uh, this won't uh, be taped at the same time as another big NFL slate, but with the holiday and all that uh, had to overlap here this week. So, again, we'll be bringing you these videos on the YouTube channel going forward. Uh, and we'll take your questions in the chat and uh, in the Roto-Grinders Discord if you're a premium subscriber. So, uh, Tim, anything else for you before we get out of here? Nope. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Thank you. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, and happy holidays as well. Enjoy the football family NBA, big NBA slate on Sunday as well. Thanks to Steve for producing behind the scenes for us on a holiday weekend. Always appreciate his help. And uh, we hope you all have a nice holiday weekend, everybody. Take care. For Tim, I'm Justin. We'll see you later, everybody.